We at Fatanize pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is this thing on? Hello, I'm Demi Lynch, your fellow fat friend, journalist, professional opinion haver. Welcome to the first episode of Fatinize. It is a glorious day to rant about the many frustrations, issues and taboos that comes with being a fat bitch. Now let's meet our guest, model, fashion icon herself, Jamie Nicole. Hello, beautiful humans. Today on the show, we have the fashion icon herself, Jamie Nicole. My dear, hello. How are you, my dear? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good. I'm just like staring at your hair, just being like, do I need to dye my hair? Do I need to dye my hair a fun color? But I'm just like, (laughs) do I have the energy, the effort and the patience? Because I just feel like, sure, I could just wake up like that. Sure, I could just wake up with it beautifully curled and everything. Oh yeah, this is exactly how I wake up every morning. You know, just no effort put in at all. Not hours of effort or anything. But I I get what you mean. When I don't have coloured hair, I just don't know what to do with myself. But then when I have it, it's so much work. So, you know, pick your battle. (laughs) Yep. I've attempted to get the Jamie Nicole makeup on my face because I was just like, okay, if I'm going to be sitting with the person (laughs) responsible for having the best makeup, best hair in the Australia's fashion game, I'm just like, I've got to like, you know, put a bit of effort in my makeup. (laughs) Great. I love the eyes. Very bold, very fun. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So... This is the first episode of the Fatinize podcast. Thank you very much for being our first guest. And for our first segment on the show, what I'm hoping to do with my guests as we trot along throughout the weeks is I'm going to be asking them how they're feeling about their bodies firstly this week, because we're all about body positivity. But as we know, body positivity isn't a quick fix destination it's a journey you're gonna have some up days you're gonna have some down days so i thought a great way to break the ice to introduce our guest my dear how are you feeling about your body today is a bit of a a yay bit of a nay or you're just a bit meh just it's just there it's just doing its thing not really phased Look, I, my, my journey is not linear at all. It is definitely a bit of a roller coaster. For the most part, I'm pretty good. This week is, I've been, I've been feeling all right. Just feeling pretty cute. Um, I just like to think that normally if I'm not feeling good, I at least just can come back to like neutrality rather than hating. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at that, but yeah, it's, it's a good week, thankfully. So, you know, she's feeling cute. Yay, that's good to hear. Very good to hear. I think for me, I think for me, I'm actually feeling a bit yay, to be honest. Like, 
It sounds really sad. I cleaned, I cleaned the house today and I was just like, even though I live in a fat body, even though I quote unquote, don't live in a body that is seen as healthy or fit or anything like that. I was able to clean the house and I did not get sweaty for once. I did not have to have a breather that much or anything like that. I felt like I was just like, you know, I'm fit. I can clean the house. That's pretty darn good. And I have a fat body and that's okay. And after I clean the house, I'm going to have some Tim Tams and that's all good. So yeah, I felt pretty good. I love that for you. That is honestly an accomplishment. Like doing a house clean, I'm like, I am a bad bitch. Yeah, she got it. She got it. So yeah, <laughs> don't, don't underestimate that. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, yes. I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. So to kick off the show, I think we definitely have to talk about the elephant in the room for our first topic. We're going to talk about particular brands and their lack of size inclusivity and their lack of extending sizes or saying that they are and they're not because <laughs> we got to talk about Dangerfield. Honey, Thoughts, feelings, emotions, danger field. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there. But yes, my favorite topic, you know, <laughs> um, brands saying that they're inclusive and not really being danger field. So look, I, you know, oh, you might be able to hear my dog snoring in the background as well. So just don't <laughs> mind that. I thought it was an old man oh. like <laughs> murmuring or something. <laughs> oh my God, bless. My, my messy floor, but there's uh, oh. there's been pups. I know, I know, too cute. Stop yeah. it. They're cuddling in bed together. Always. Oh, I love your baby yeah. <laughs> so much. They're just beautiful. Um, Dangerfield. So, look, I have worked with them yes. quite a bit. So I modelled for them. was one of the most exciting calls of my life being asked to model for Dangerfield, this brand that since I was like an emo angsty teen and then a pin-up girl, like obsessed, right? Um, so... I modeled, I modeled for them quite a bit. My experience with them was always incredibly positive. Loved that they were like, you know, rocking at least up to a 24. They would always take on my feedback about pieces that I would try and the fit. And it was, it was awesome. And then sort of overnight, they decided that they were going to cut their, their curve range. It just all ended up in the sales section with no word. And obviously there was no more shoots after that either. So after being called out, they then advised that they were pulling their curve range um, due to issues with the fit, etc. But that was only after they were called out, right? So I think in terms of my feelings, I've, I like, I've talked a lot about, about this, but it was incredibly disappointing. I mean, not only like there's so many brands that don't cater to our size, but to have it and then have it pulled away is even worse, I think, because you know, you're what you've done is you've you've advocated for us and gone, mm, nah, we don't want to do this anymore. And that sucks. That's like, so I have like people above a 20 have no value to you, do they? Okay. So now um recently there's been there was a lot of rumors about what was happening with Dangerfield because it's been many months since they made their announcement they said that they were going to bring the curve range back but we weren't sure if that was just you know words apparently mm. the range is coming back and I've actually been asked to model in the new range which I'm feeling very mixed about like 
yes, I want to support them and I want them to bring their sizes back. But it's it, it feels weird. It feels weird. Like you didn't want us and now you do, but you still... So I think my thing with Dangerfield, which I'm concerned about still, is that the whole thing is that their, their fit wasn't right. But it doesn't seem to me like they've really engaged the opinions of the plus size community of the people who are going to be wearing their clothes to actually make that better. So I guess we're going to have to see. It's just so disappointing because I just love their stuff so much because there isn't there is such this stereotype with plus size clothing. It's been better in recent years, but there's this general stereotype that with plus size clothing, it's only baggy shirts. It's very much, I don't like so, that like daggy kind of clothes that you often can only find for plus size people. Yeah. And Dangerfield just has, it's just such cool style. It's alternative. It's just this gothic vibe, but then there's also like this cottage core vibe. It's just it's just such pretty clothes and everything. And it's just so, it was just so, I honestly was heartbroken when I found out that they weren't stocking the sizes. Cause I believe it was, I think November, December last year when I noticed it. And then also, cause I, there was a few dangerous field stores that I used to shop at. And I was just like, Oh, do you guys still have any stock? And they're just like, no, it just got taken away all of a sudden. I'm just like, what, what? It's just, yeah, it's just really disappointing. But I just kind of wish they just either just said like, look, the fit's not right. We're just going to take back the curve range, work on it a bit. And then we come back. It just was disappointing that we had to call them out and really push, really like push for an answer kind of thing. The way that it was handled, it felt really inauthentic. It'd be one thing if, you know, let's say in October or September, because apparently these conversations were happening for months before it all, you know, all went down. It'd be one thing for them to be like, Hey, we know that we're not doing the best job with Curve. We really want you guys to love our clothes. We're looking for people to provide feedback. We've got this form. We want to know your thoughts. Like whatever it is, like there was such an opportunity for them to really embrace their community. And obviously that it just feels like it wasn't a priority for them. And that's why I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it's coming back because a lot of us have felt like, you know, our sizes are not a priority. And now we're just supposed to be like, oh, thank God it's back. Like it feels, I don't know. I think they've got a lot of work to do. And there's many brands that are like that. There are many brands that just don't know how to be size inclusive. Like I had this issue with bras and things last year. I believe they released, they, they released a, uh, it was a collaboration with Celeste Barber and the sizing was, they made out as if it was like this body positive size inclusive range, but it only went up to a size 18 or 20. And even then the sizes they went up to for that, there was like only like four or five styles out of the entire collection for those sizes. It's just, it was very infuriating. And I've seen that with many other brands. Like they say they're body positive, they're size inclusive. It's all about loving yourself. This, or, or, or my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. This collection is for every woman, for every woman to be, feel beautiful about herself, feel her curves. It's just like, bitch, you go up to a size 18. And even then it's a tiny size 18 and you don't even stock all your collection for yeah. size 18. Like, it's just... Oh, as someone that's in the modeling industry and as a plus size woman yourself, what has been your experience with this? Because I can imagine as well, when you get, when you, when you get these gigs, it could be hard. Cause you just like, 
I want to model for this brand, but they say they're plus size. They say they're size inclusive, but they're not really. Yeah, it's really tough. Look, I I like to think I pride myself on being selective. And, you know, when I work with someone, it's genuinely because I believe in either what they're trying to do or what they are doing. Um, so with Dangerfield at the time, obviously they went up to a 24. And as the the person who's always been a misfit, who never really fit in, who's always been felt like an outsider, you know, obviously being part of a brand like Dangerfield was was pretty amazing. Um, but in terms of like working with brands, I mean, I know quite a few models who have turned up to set with different brands and the, the sizes that they put them in actually don't fit. Like they're two, like two sizes too small and they have to make it work. Or, you know, on the alternative side, um, you know, they're in smaller bodies and they're modeling like a curve range where they actually have to pad them or have to like, you know, so it's just really, the modeling industry is a very strange beast. It, it can be like a really tough thing to navigate because, you know, especially when you're wanting to build a career in fashion, uh, it's an industry that's not made for us. Like as someone who I'm sitting around a 20-ish at the moment, I've fluctuated so much in my life that size to me, it's just whatever fits on my body. I don't care what the label is as long as it fits. So like I've gone from, you know, a 12 up to a 24 and back again. Like, you know, I've had a, a range of experiences. So it, it can be really tough because even if something is your size, it doesn't mean it's going to fit you. So sometimes you'll turn up on set and you're like, cool, I'm being paid to put this stuff on and I can't get into it. So what do I do now? Something I actually do want to bring up, this just came to my head. There's this little pet peeve I have, and I need to ask you if you have this pet peeve as well, as someone that's in the modeling industry. What I found as well is that brands that do do plus sizes, for certain ones, and they always just use the same models and they're always models with a flat stomach. Oh yeah, the the um the appropriate fat or the acceptable fat. Yes. Yeah. Like you they they're always the air the stretch marks, the cellulite, they're always airbrushed. And I'm since we're calling out brands, I'm gonna have to I think I have a feeling you're gonna be very frustrated with this brand as well. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> they always and obviously this is nothing against the model that they always use god no she's gorgeous she's fabulous nothing against her this is against city chick and the fact they always have to use models that are like well firstly i think city chick they may go to a 22 24 now but they always have to use models that are like a size 16. less than if if you the models you're talking about usually around 14 Mm. maybe 16. um yeah, you'd be you'd be surprised. Um, it it is ama- It's always been so baffling to me that the number one plus size brand in Australia, the one that has actual physical stores for us to shop in, doesn't actually show mm-hmm. fat people on their social media, uh, on their website, in their campaigns. Like the biggest that you'll usually see is an eighteen, and it's like that's not the market that you should really be targeting. Like that's. But, I mean, it's also run by a bunch of white men. Yes. <laughs> I used to work for City Chick and I can confirm that. Yes. Bunch of privileged white, old white men. And and yet again, yeah. they the styling that I was talking about before, that's very, very stereotypical of fat people styling, very daddy. Grandma, floral shape. I say this. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've definitely have found that with City Chick lately. God, I'm gonna get if I I'm probably gonna get an email from them. <laughs> I don't Honestly, care. I don't. Are you feedback? It's important. Yeah feedback they need feedback look I used to look I used to shop with them I used to work I worked for them for like a brief brief period before the pandemic and I still got like stuff of theirs but like recently though I've just found like I'm just realizing the designs and styles they're bringing in it's just the same cycle through over and over again there's nothing bold there's nothing new there's nothing that makes you feel really fashionable it just feels a bit hit and miss and then don't talk to me about don't talk to me about the quality and stuff like that that's oh, god i'm so good <laughs> <from them. laughs> I, mean, I think oh yeah, wow this is, this is the thing right like one of the things like if we just just to talk about dangerfield again for a second i think a huge mm-hmm. part of the reason that they have bought this range back is the uproar from the community from people saying we want this what have you done? Like, you know, and advocating. And I think the more we see of that, the better brands will get. So I think that not enough feedback is given to City Chic. I I feel like they, you know, maybe don't care as much about the feedback that they would receive. But I think the more uproar that we cause, the more, you know, chaos, but in like, you know, a productive way, the better. Um, But yeah, like, they have to want to listen it doesn't make sense though to to be a plus size retailer and not actually put things in place that will make you more money with plus size people also Mm -hmm. exactly exactly yeah so city chick if you're listening (laughs) before you send me that email get your shit together get your quality better put some actual diversity in the models you use and just Get like some better designers, <laughs> please do. Yeah, I think unfortunately, like Australian plus size fashion has quite a long way to go. There's a lot of really incredible yeah. small businesses and boutiques and things that are paving the way. Who are doing incredible things, um, but it, mm. the you know it's the big brands that we need to see. We need to see change with for, for anything to actually happen. Hi everyone, this is Demi. Just wanted to quickly pop in here and let you all know that this next segment does have a trigger warning. We do discuss topics relating to self-harm and body image issues. If you do struggle listening to this episode and hearing these conversations, please head on over to the suicide helpline at 13 11 14 or head on over to the Butterfly Foundation helpline at 1-800-33-4673. Now back to the show. So before we rant about this for hours on end, because I believe I could (laughs) rant about brands that don't cater to fat people, I think we need to go to our next topic, which my Mm -hmm. dear, this is something that is very near and dear to your heart. And I really do appreciate you being so open and talking about this. And you were recently diagnosed with ADHD and you said that you wanted to talk about your experience getting diagnosed and how being a fat person how that affected and might have actually hindered you getting diagnosed and like made it such a long tedious process yeah for sure I mean yeah so for context I was diagnosed um about two months ago now so it's it's pretty recent I'm still trialing medication I'm still figuring it out um but it's 
there are so many people who uh, live in fat bodies, in plus size bodies, who are afraid of seeking help, whether that's for mental health, for physical health, because we are afraid of, I guess, uh, I mean, at least speaking for myself, I was afraid of the criticism that I might get. Um, You know, I think one of the things about ADHD for people who don't know is that it it does look different on a lot, lot of people, but especially if you are someone who has more inattentive ADHD, it can come across as laziness, being easily distracted, unmotivated. And I mean, those are the things that we are drilled in our whole life as fat people that we are like that because we are fat. Um, So for me, I think one of the the big reasons that I put off seeking help, even just mental, like for my mental health, I only started going to therapy in the last six months. I've been talking about it for five years. Um, And I just, I think that we self-sabotage a lot as, um, as, as plus size people, not just, you know, those of us experiencing um, issues with our mental health or, or whatnot. Um, I think that we're just so used to being perceived as, um, as lazy and unworthy that we don't advocate for our own health. And it's really, it's really sad. So I think it's taken me being diagnosed to, I guess, realise a lot of things about myself. Like there's a, there's reasons why I like struggle to function like a normal or a neurotypical human. Um, I just assumed that I was a lazy fat piece of shit basically um, for not being able to do basic things like wash my dishes and clean my house and make my bed and you know, do like cook dinner for myself sometimes, like all of these things that I just couldn't, I could never understand why, you know, why. And I just put it down to the fact, well, that's just who I am. And I guess that's, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a really interesting journey. Uh, you know, I've been very vocal about it on social media, sort of going through my diagnosis, um, which has been incredible because so many people have reached out to me um, saying that, you know, I've encouraged them to actually take steps, whether that is to seek help through therapy or to you know, pursue a diagnosis or whatever it is. Um, I don't, I think there's still a lot of stigma around mental health, but particularly as a person who lives in a fat body. And yeah, and I was one of those people that messaged you and I was just like, oh my God, thank you for being so open about this. Because for some time now, I always thought like, do I have ADHD? Because one of the main things I've just experienced all the time, I get so distracted so easily. I become so forgetful. And then I get so angry with myself and be like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just, what, like, do you, are you just so unfocused? Like, like you get angry at yourself. And yeah. So when you're like talking about it so openly on social media, I'm just like, okay, maybe I need to actually book this doctor appointment, even though it is a lot, especially someone in a fat body, because doctors in general as a fat person are just so overwhelming and it can be very yeah it can just be a lot for a lot emotionally and yeah so just big thank you though just being being so open about it because yeah I definitely was one of those people that really gravitated to what you're saying yeah and I think that you know the more people who are open about it the better um but I think it's it is important to recognize the the way that we speak to ourselves and, and the self-talk that we have as, as fat people, regardless of whether you have ADHD or not, I think that our first instinct is to blame ourselves um, and not really seek answers for why 
you know, maybe we're experiencing that or showing that behavior. Um, there's just a lot of self, a lot of self blame and it's really sad to see. So I guess what I'm just hoping to do is spread a bit of awareness and also just like hopefully encourage people to be less awful to themselves. Like I would never say to anyone in my life, the things that I say to myself, like, you know, and even if we reflect back to like, being in high school, I mean, I hope this isn't triggering for anyone, but there's a lot of people who have resonated with me before when I've said that I, you know, thought about taking scissors to my belly to cut off my fat. And would that make, would that be better? Would that be, would that make, make my life easier? And just thinking about the, just, just like reflecting on that thought process, like the way that society and, and people around us make us hate ourselves, like no wonder we have so much fear around seeking medical help. Yeah, I never, I never thought about it that way. Like, yeah, of course, like people in fat bodies, we already, we already feel like the world hates us. So then we feel hate, hatred towards ourselves because we just feel like our bodies aren't, aren't made for just general everyday things. And, and yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Like in high school, just thinking like I remember I don't know if you ever said this to your friends and also obviously listeners is another trigger warning as well like you would often just say I would often say to my friends like oh I wish like if I got into an accident or something like that I wish they would just like take off my belly or something like that like I would just yeah. it would just which now I look back now and it's just like that's so yeah. messed up like wishing illness upon yourself so that you would you would be sick for a few weeks and you would lose weight you know, like that sort of that sort of like really harmful, like mentality and train of thought. It's it's not talked about enough, and I think it, there's so many of us who have felt like that. You know, and it's that's that's not okay. No, it really isn't. Yeah, so it definitely I can definitely understand why later in life, like as adults, like fat people, it is hard to get your mental health taken seriously because you already have like such self-hatred because you just feel like oh my body can't do these things then why is it my mental my, my mental state can't do certain things yeah I think the first thing the first step is just um making the decision that you're worthy of of help and worthy of happiness and I think that that's the first step that was the first step for me to really make a move you know in I guess what now is one of the best things that's ever happened to me Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, everyone, we are back. And our next segment for today's show is our Listener Dilemma segment. For those of you that did not see it in the Instagram stories, basically every single week when our guests come onto the show, they're going to be answering a Listener, di listener Dilemma that's related to a certain topic that we've been speaking about on the podcast. So make sure to send in your questions. It could be about anything and everything. Make sure to send it through. I will make sure to put the information in the show notes 
But for this week's listener dilemma, this is very much up Jamie's alley. And I was just like, yep, 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 Jamie, you'll be able to answer this. All right, so our listener asks, I'm 42 and I don't know how to dress myself. I used to be a size but since the pandemic, I'm now a size those of you wondering, I'm just blanking out the sizes just so it's less triggering. But basically, they have gone up a size. Anyway, I don't know how to dress. I hate the way I look after gaining weight. I feel like I have no fashion sense style anymore. Please help. What stores can I buy clothes from that will allow that will now fit me, but not just be baggy shirts? Whew. All right, my dear. Fashion queen, fashion icon. What do you say to this listener dilemma? I mean, I think the first thing to acknowledge is that, you know, there's a lot of feelings that many of us feel when we change clothing sizes. Um, it's something that is drilled into us that, you know, putting on weight is a, is a bad thing. It's possibly the worst thing that you can do, which is not true, obviously, at all, but that's the, the idea we have in our head. Before I talk about sort of the clothing itself, I think, one of the, the biggest things I could ever recommend who, you know, for someone who's in a new body size um, is to curate your social media. It is honestly life-changing to go through and, you know, unfollow people who don't serve you, who don't make you feel good, you know, and later down the track, maybe that will change. But when you're trying to, you know, figure out you and, you know, how things work for you in a new body, following people who are in similar body sizes to you is everything. Um, So for someone, you know, who's looking for fashion, you might follow someone like Katie Parrott or iCurvy or the Bodzilla or or Lacey Jade Christie, um, you know, plus size babes who are really confident in their own skin, who are really authentic and share their, you know, struggles as well um, to find you know, uh, I guess clothing that resonates with you because everyone has a different style. Also, I think just trying to achieve a place of like body neutrality, as I said earlier. So the idea of body neutrality is that you don't necessarily love or hate your body. Your body serves you. It allows you to have experiences. It allows you to move through and exist in the world um, and, you know, allow you to do incredible things. And I think changing the mindset Um, not necessarily striving for body positivity all the time because that honestly can be harmful in itself. When you don't feel that way, you think, well, what's wrong with me? These people can feel good in their body. Why can't I? Um, In terms of uh, like clothing, there there is honestly nowadays a lot of options available to you. Um, And I am someone who for a long time has had no fucking idea what my style is. In the last 12 months, I reckon I've just sort of thrown my hands in the air and just thought I'm just going to put clothes on my body that make me feel fun and good. I like being the centre of attention. I like, you know, people looking at me and being like, oh, that's that's a bit odd. She's a bit odd. Like, I love that. I relish that. (laughs) But that's not everyone's vibe, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think that by following uh, influencers, people online that are your aesthetic or that you, you know, admire will encourage you to try new styles. But that's the thing. Try things. Try things on. Don't be afraid. Um, You know, I think that we put ourselves in a box, especially when we're uncomfortable with our body of only wearing things that don't show off the things we don't like, not showing our bellies, 
hiding our thighs, hiding our arms. And that's how they, they've pinned us into this box of grandma sheep clothing and florals and, you know, all of these things that I personally fight against in my style because um, it's just not, that's not for me. There's so many, uh, you know, different surveys around and one of them is uh, that I saw recently is that only something like 2% of people who were in the survey called themselves beautiful. So you're not alone, you know, and I think that's the thing, like, you see people online, you see their highlight reels, like life isn't like that. We don't feel incredible all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think befriending your body and not being so hard on yourself is probably a really good first step. Yeah, I definitely would agree to that because as someone that's definitely gained a lot of weight and gone up sizes, especially during the pandemic, as I assume a lot of people can relate to, it is very tough to, yeah, be, as you said, be body, body positive all the time. And sometimes you're just going to be like, you know what? It's made it this far. It's doing its job. It's letting me be me. That's how it is. And I think as well, I want to give a, a tip to my listener. This is something that helped me out heaps when I put on weight and then had to get different clothes because I had to go up a size clean out your wardrobe. We all have that bag. We all have that box that's, you know, beneath all our clothes or up the top of the shelf or just hidden somewhere that's filled with clothes that no longer fit us because we think we're one day going to fit in it. It's our dream size, our dream clothes. Get rid of it. Donate it to charity. Just don't feel like you have to go back to that size. Like, don't feel like this is just a moment that is going to change and you're going to somehow magically go back to that, that smaller size. Like I think you need to realize I'm this size. That's okay. Let's clean out this wardrobe. Let's figure out what clothes I really want to get. And, and yeah. And like, and like you said, Jamie, like definitely have a little clean out of your Instagram feed as well. Your social media feed and follow people that you really gravitate to their style and get inspiration from them. So to finish off today's episode, what I'm doing every single week with my guests on the show is we are sharing our fave fat friendly find. So pretty much what I'm hoping to do is with these recommendations is that they are brands that are not fat phobic that don't make fat people feel shit about their bodies and that actually cater to plus size people. So my dear, what are your fave fat friendly finds? Look, I I'm on a no, I'm just going to be honest. I'm on a no spend at the moment. I have a huge list of brands <laughs> I want to try. Um, but what I thought might be good is my style is a little bit quirky it's colorful it loves bold prints etc so I thought I would actually share a couple of brands that maybe you know on that wavelength now the two that I want to spruik are shop trash queen um, they got to a 5x I have a pair of um, cow print overalls from them like little overall shorts they're the cutest things ever but they make lots of really fun colorful stuff and they also it's a small business they hand make them um, another one is shop my violet they got to a 4x same sort of wavelength a little bit kawaii they have harnesses in plus sizes you know that sort of stuff um, so I think yeah that's that's for like fun fashion unfortunately they're both based in I think the US um, but they're uh, yeah they're really really cute options and things that I just haven't seen in the Australian fashion here doesn't the American market have like the most wide range 
of plus size clothing. Like, I just want to go overseas just so I can shop and not have to worry about shipping. That's just what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that. That's the goal right there. Um, for me, my fave fat friendly find, I think everyone knows the shop, but I want to recommend it anyway, because I went to their physical store in Harbour Town and that is you and all. I went with a group of friends and we went through a few shops and I was just like, okay, not a lot of stuff really fits me. But then we went into you and all, and it's just the whole entire store fit me. And I just... I like almost had a teary moment. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to a store and literally every single style that's there can fit me. Everything's fashionable. Everything's all gorgeous and bright and boho and just very chic and just, oh, and not too expensive. Not going to cost $120. Just, oh, just so, so good. I just, yeah. So highly recommend them. And if you can get, get to a physical store, especially if you're in Queensland, that's where I went to a harbour town in Queensland, the Gold Coast. Just, yeah, it was just such a lovely experience to be able to just go into a store and not be told, oh, that little rack that you see in the back of the corner, that's all the clothes that may fit you. Yeah, (laughs) that is the worst feeling. It's the main reason I don't shop physically most of the time in stores. But the nice thing about you and all as well is they're great for, like, building an outfit from. So, like, if you want to accessorize and, like, you know, add your own personal touches, you can do a lot with their styles and a lot of great basics as well. Yes, they're really great with that, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, my dear, that is it for today's segment. We have officially done the first episode of Fatinize. Where, where can people find you? Where can people find your excellent style and your excellent makeup artistry? Where can they find you? My gosh, she's so sweet to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Jamie Nicole, uh, J-A-I-M-I-E, so you know. Uh, same on TikTok, but with threes at the end. Uh, and also I'm doing uh, a plus market in Melbourne on the 13th of August. So you can come meet me, come, you know, maybe get yourself a, a secondhand fashion find as well. So I'd love to meet you all. Yes, very exciting. And yes, definitely can attest to your TikTok account. We are talking about this before we started recording. Loving your TikTok at the moment, especially your fashion hauls of brands that are very questionable that you just... You're always getting your suggestions on your feed and you're just like, mm, what really happens if I bought this? Does it look like from the photo? And you reveal the truth that it doesn't always look like the photo. No, <laughs> we love a cringeworthy moment where you put something on mm-hmm. and you're like, what? What this? This is not what I It's not the same dress that's in the photo. So yeah, plenty of that on TikTok. Well, thank you so much, lovely, for coming on to the first episode of The Fat and Ice podcast i really really do appreciate it no worries it's been my pleasure uh, and i can't wait to see what other guests you have how exciting yes very exciting <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of the fatinize podcast do be sure to follow us on instagram and also check out our facebook groups the links will be in today's show notes and stay tuned for next week for another episode of the show i'm your host demi lynch See you all next week. We at Fatanize pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbul people, whose sovereignty was never ceded.